0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlanski, and today we're going to talk a little bit about back half breakout candidates for the Pittsburgh Penguins because they're not quite to the midpoint of the season yet. 33 games in, 49 games to go, and about eight games to the official midpoint but since we're coming out of the Christmas break and everybody's starting to really reset their engines for the back half of the season, for the 2023 portion of this season, I figured let's talk about a potential breakout candidate for the back half. If I had to give one for the first half, I think we talked about him on Friday, and that's Brock McGinn. The guy is on an absolute tear, has 10 goals, and if you want to hear more about why he's been so good and what his role could be moving forward, go check out that episode. It should be the latest one on the podcast feed at Tip of the Iceberg. But for the second half, I think it's Jason Zucker. Now, I know what you're going to say. You know, how's the top six guy a breakout candidate? I think the way that he's about to perform in the second half of the season is going to be something we have not seen from Jason Zucker since he's become a Pittsburgh Penguin, let's face it, he hasn't lived up to the expectations that were set for him when he was traded to Pittsburgh in 2020. He's struggled with health, he's finished the last two seasons with extremely low no numbers in 18 points and 17 points respectively, he's finished with under 10 goals the past two seasons, 9 two years ago and 8 last season, and... That would be perfectly fine if they signed him to a $3 million contract in 2020. But what they did was acquire him for a first-round pick and Kalen Addison. Now, if you don't know who Kalen Addison is, just go watch a couple highlights of the Minnesota Wild and realize that he's a very talented, young, offensive defenseman that currently runs their power play. So you gave up a lot for this guy, and it's not that he's been absolutely horrible, but he has failed to meet expectations, especially for a player that makes over $5 million a year. He was brought in to be a first-line, second-line winger and score at that pace. He's been a 20-goal scorer multiple times in his career, and he hasn't been anywhere near that type of player with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But he's starting to become what the Penguins expected of him this season. This season so far, he has 21 points, 6 goals and 15 assists in 29 games played. And for the crowd that loves analytics, Jason Zucker has been one of the best with underlying numbers on the Pittsburgh Penguins this season. According to Natural Statric, he is first on the team in shot attempts at 5-on-5 five five, at 55%. First on the team in shots when on the ice at 5-on-5 five five, at 56%. He leads the team in and expected goals for at 60%, and also with high danger chances at nearly 69%. The only thing that he doesn't lead the team in, major analytical category-wise, is actual scoring chances. Not high danger, but just regular scoring chances, where he has 55% of it, and that's good for third on the Pittsburgh Penguins. So when you look at the, the underlying numbers, he's one of the best players they have. When you look at the actual counting stats, he's one of the top 5 players that they have. He's still dealt with a few minor injuries, but realistically, he's been able to stay in the lineup much better than in seasons past. 29 out of the 33 games played for Jason Zucker, we thought he was going to be out week to week, he only missed 2 games, that was huge for him. And still... This season that he's putting together, that's much better than we've seen of him since he came to Pittsburgh, there could still be a lot more when you look at what he's producing. His underlings are great, but his shooting percentage is still drastically lower than his career average. He's shooting 8.7% on the season, leading to, of course, only having 6 goals in 29 games. His career average is 12.2, so if he continues to just play the way that he has, he should have more goals in the last 49 games of the season than he's done already. At least goals per game-wise, it should go up. So maybe Jason Zucker becomes a 20-goal scorer once again in Pittsburgh. That would be huge for the team. To have the 20-goal scoring version of Jason Zucker on their second line would be massive. And if he continues continues to play the way that he has, that's going to happen. There's no way that he continues to shoot at this low of a percentage. The only sabotage factor there is they need Jason Zucker to continue to shoot the puck. The one thing that we saw in his first game back against the New York Rangers, he did everything that you want Jason Zucker to do, but he had no shots on goal. And I understand, you're playing on a second line with Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust, and those guys have the finishing ability, they have the shooting percentage where it needs to be, and they're great at putting the puck in the back of the net. But let's not act like Jason Zucker isn't a goal scorer. He just needs to act like one and start putting the puck on the net more. Speaking of that second line, Jason Zucker, along with Malkin and Rust, are one of the most dominant second lines. Screw it, they're not. They're one of the most dominant lines in general in hockey. According to MoneyPuck.com, we talked about expected goals percentage and how Zucker leads the Penguins. That second line is the second best in the NHL in that category, with 67.6% expected goal share when they're on the ice. Like I said, that's second only behind the New Jersey Devils top line of Zetterlund, Heasheer, and Tatar. So the second best line in all of hockey right now, in one of the most important categories, and when you look into it a little bit more, you notice that this line has played way more than everybody else in the top 10. So they should be considered the best line in hockey right now. They just need a guy like Jason Zucker to finish on his chances and to take a couple more chances, too, because he's starting to slow down when it comes to shooting the puck. And the Penguins can't have that. That line is combined for 75 points in 33 games. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And the last reason that I believe that you're going to see Jason Zucker not only take his early season success and get better, but you're going to see him do things that we haven't seen since he was in Minnesota. He's playing for a contract, guys. He is going to be 31 at the end of the season, and he's a pending unrestricted free agent. He needs to play well in order to get that one last real big cash out, because that's where he's at right now. Think about... Brian Rust, Ricard Raquel last season, where they were at, and they're younger. So Jason Zucker needs to be in a much better position at the end of the year than he was at the beginning of the year. He's already on pace to do that, but I expect that shooting percentage to go up. I expect his shots total to go up drastically per game. And I think you're looking at your breakout candidate, your best breakout candidate for the Pittsburgh Penguins for the final 49 games of the season. Now, next year, he's probably going to get less than that $5.5 million he's making right now. But maybe Jason Zucker continues to be a $4 million player on a team that's not quite contending. That's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll see you guys tomorrow.